live from Southern Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. (laughs) The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Slightly Serious Show. It is Monday, June 7th. Yeah, I know, 2021. You've gotten through the weekend. You've gotten to wake up, go back to work, enjoy another wonderful day at work, making Uncle Biden his tax revenue that he needs to spend everywhere else but here in the United States. But anyways, uh, hopefully everyone had a nice uh, you know, nice and relaxing weekend. Hopefully you got a chance to get out and take in some sunshine as uh, the summer months are coming and all that. I do apologize, however, for us being about a half hour late in tonight's show, uh, unexpected and unexpectedly say that a couple of times, but uh, it was a very hectic work day. Uh, we got a, a new printer in the office and uh, because, you know, a $10,000 printer is not sufficient to print labels. And our lights just went out. I have no idea why. But <laughs> anyways, um, so I got this uh, 20, I don't know, it's a printer from Prim- Primavera, or Primera, that's what it's called. And, uh, you know, an exorbitant amount of money for a business, uh, you know, it's supposed to just generate labels you just put on the uh, e-liquid bottles and whatnot. So I get this thing in this afternoon, and I'm all excited because uh, this thing even, like, prints out you know, stickers and stuff like that. And it'll actually like, if you want to make a, a sticker of a turtle, it'll print the turtle, but it'll actually cut the turtle out. So that's very exciting. Anyways, the disappointing news is after spending about four hours trying to install the damn thing, I keep getting its error. And so I call tech support. I wait on hold for eh, 30, 40 minutes. And then at the end, it says, please leave a message and we'll get back to you. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Unbelievable. Anyways, so that's that's where I've been for the past uh, four or five hours, waiting uh, to try to get a printer working, and that's the, uh, you know, that's the reason why we're late tonight. So don't blame me. Blame the damn printing company. It's not my fault. Anyways, um, yeah, I know it's uh, it's been uh, a, a very fun Monday and all that kind of good stuff. I've heard many a stories. We have so much. Uh, packed in for today. We're not going to get to all of it. I guarantee you that, um, you know, just a couple blurbs over the weekend that I had heard, uh, you know, I got, uh, emails from certain, you know, some of the listeners any ranging anywhere from test people complaining about test dummies now and no, no joke. Apparently people are upset because there's not enough female test dummies to do testing. <laughs> <laughs> so I replied back after reading the article And I said, well, how many transgender dummies are there? (laughs) I'm going to get myself in trouble just for saying that. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I, I just have to laugh at this point. There's nothing else I can do at this point because, you know, I suffered another injury over the weekend, which I'll go into later. But uh, at some point, you just have to laugh about the stupid shit that's going on in this country. And, um. I think uh, test dummies being, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're male, female, or transgender. Uh, you know, I mean, the next thing they're going to say is, what color are the test dummies? 
I mean, that that might be a, a, a whole new thing, too. Uh, <laughs> just wait for that to happen. Um, but speaking of, there was, I think, Pert, was that you, Pert, that just emailed that recently about, or was it, actually, I think it was BP. Well, I think they're starting to raise fuss about. What was the story? I think, well, the story is something about raising fuss about men, only men being drafted and for wartime. Because, after all, that was you. Um, yes. As I, I look for that, spoke on that too a while back. As I look for that story again, because I'm all over the place, being late, not. Um, so I, I'm assuming that there's people out there saying, hey, uh, to all the ladies out there, you want to be treated equally and fairly, that, well, welcome to the draft uh, for you know the United States military. Am I correct in that assumption? Absolutely. You can't pick and choose if you want equal treatment. Equals equal. Is, is that what the, the pretty much the bottom line of the article boiled down to, though? Yeah, they're, they're talking about making it uh, legal for, for women to be eligible for the draft. Because right now, when a male turns 18, they've got to go sign up. Or else they can face penalties and, and a bunch of other stuff. But women don't have to go sign up. Gotcha. So they're talking about changing that now to make it where they have to. It's going to be interesting to see the backlash if and when that happens from uh, from that sector, you know? Um, they, they call that selective services. I, I learned that term at the age of 18. But, you know, what a, it's, but, you know, it's like selective, something that's right. draft related. Well, the, but here's the thing. So what happens now? Because you know there's going to be people out there that are going to say, okay, well, if, um, you're going to start saying that females have to uh, join in the military. Well, what if they start identifying as transgender just to get away Come from on. Hey, I'm just saying, Mike. Prove it. It's, it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Prove it, yeah. I don't get know. Get to the core of it. Show me. No. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I do agree with what's fair is fair. Um, no matter what. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a person that's a registered voter, which includes dead people right now. Um, I think you should be. Uh, I think you should uh, qualify as uh, being. You know, have, you know, you're 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 part of the selection process. If uh, you want, if we're going to be drafting people. Yep. But then again, I, then I think about it. Then maybe we might have less people voting in our country. I don't know. So well, what's it, walking when I graduated, I didn't yeah. sign up. As soon as I should have, and I got a nice little letter telling me all the bad things that could happen to me if I didn't get my butt down and sign up right away. So I went down and signed up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. I think uh, I, I'm in agreement with you, and I do think that there will be backlash about uh, you know people being forced, uh, females being forced into being able to have the uh, basically put up for you know. Being a part of the draft, but we'll see what happens. Is that, uh, I'm having a hard time with my computer right now. Is that something that's something going to be heard very soon in, in the courts? Uh, I don't think it gave a date on it. Oh, I was asking. I'll go back and check. I'll post it down in the chat. Okay. Anywho, um, the other, one of the other things I had uh, read over the weekend is that uh, one of the family members of Ashley Babbitt, that is the uh, female who was shot and killed by law enforcement in the Capitol back on January 6th. They have 
filed a lawsuit uh, requesting a Freedom of Information Act against the Metropolitan Police Department. Now, generally speaking, from what I've read, is that the actual Capitol Police, they're exempt from having to provide any type of information uh, from the Freedom of Information Act. Now, the reason the family is able to go ahead and file this is because the Metropolitan Police Department is the one that investigated this. So they have all the information on who the person that shot her is. And, uh, you know, that is still not publicly uh, public knowledge, apparently. And so they've uh, they filed a uh, lawsuit to get that information. And uh, we're expecting to hear something later on, I think, later this month. So we'll see what happens with that. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> what about my pocket? I hear, I hear like someone's like so, somebody's phone is vibrating, not me. Well, I haven't. The Holy Spirit. I got a one of the things I have girl. not done Kill is me. gone sorry. through all the damn emails from uh, from Doctor Fauci. Now, I don't have all the exact information compiled yet, but from what I've heard, there's a whole gang, gang, you know, pile of shit. That he's lied about. Number one, he's lied about fat, uh, face masks in his emails. Uh, uh, allegedly, there's information in there basically confirming what I told you months ago. You know, on the on the uh, video that I did uh, on YouTube for 12 minutes that got banned and got me a strike because it was quote-unquote false information or whatever bullshit, fake news. Um, yeah, face masks don't work, people. Mm. You are fake. Just news. check Dr. Fauci's emails. Well, I wonder if you would be able to file for like a you know loss, like loss. You could have gotten money from the episode. Yeah, you know? I don't know. But I have a question, thing. James. Yes. Um, I've, you've read the Fauci emails. I I haven't uh, read every one of them, but I've I got the gist of it. I think I've read some. Mm-hmm. I, I get the impression that the Fauci emails were him not knowing anything and just trying to say figure out what was going on and figure out what to say to the public. Whereas I feel like a lot of people look at that and they say he was lying to us all along. He was against us. He's lying. He's a cheater. We should put him in jail. And my impression was that he didn't know and was being put on TV every day, try to say something to the public and had to make it seem like he was reassuring people when he had no idea. Well, I, I don't know. As far as the face mask issue, I really, really, truly believe that he his initial statements that face masks are were are not effective. That was coming from the heart. That was the truth, and he originally came out with that. But they started to utilize the whole thing of oh well, and so because there's there's documented scientific proof that face masks only are helpful for about, you know, are effective maybe 10% max because Halloween. the airborne virus is so small that it's going to get underneath the mass anyways. But there's, there's this is where, this is where I feel like um, he may have underestimated smart people like you. And to give you credit, I feel like the, the mask thing, when he came out and said, oh, we need to wear masks. I think it was almost, um, Placebo effect is maybe not the right word, but I think it was something. To He's do. a doctor. 
He's make the people feel safe. And making, you know, he's supposed to advocate on science's uh, foundation, on the things of science backed by science, not by his thoughts or any kind of moral direction. You're hey, correct, Mike, but I feel like... Doctor too, look what happened. I feel like the no, anti-maskers... Anti-maskers said they want to suppress us and they want us to be sheep and they want us to be this and they want us to be that. Where I think the goal was well, not I mean, to make was not to suppress people that feel that way, but I think it was to give people a false sense of safety. But I think, but it goes it goes beyond just the mass. It, it also right. there's also emails. Basically, how you know it's it's now being shown in emails, and I'm gonna you know I haven't like I said I haven't compiled them all to present on the show, but I will be doing that. But there's documents out there saying how effective hydroxychloroquine is and that they purposely overdosed over 500 people, which died, just so they can come out and say that, oh, it's not safe. We cannot use hydroxychloroquine. I mean, that right there, that just that, someone should be held accountable and be charged with murder for overdosing people. I mean, how, how so? horrible. How so? They when they knowingly overdose people, five hundred people, just so they could show that oh well, we cannot put hydroxychloroquine out there. I, I feel to see that um, maybe maybe I just I misheard you, but like I don't. Well, if you don't plan to fail, you fail to plan. Well, the reason they wanted to downplay hydroxychloroquine is so they could come out with all these vaccines, but um, you know, all, every you know. Even discredit, with, right. They wanted to do it to discredit it. Right. Because Trump had come out and said hydroxychloroquine would be a great suitable medication. Like and they discredited, it. they discredited it by purposefully overdosing over 500 people, many of which whom died, and came back and say, oh, look, this is the results. We can't, we can't, this is not safe for America, you know, for society. <sighs> I'm talking to Sean. That's kind of like when they say this product has been deemed to cause cancer in rats and you find out that they had a rat swimming in a liquid form of it for six <laughs> days or six years or whatever, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. No. yeah. If I could address Sean in the comments, he's saying that admit you were duped. What is Sean saying? Let's uh, let our audience know what Sean uh, commented. He said, the fact they're all crooks, they lied about the cause of death, admit it, you were duped. Well, I know the state of California, uh, the state of California uh, put out a blurb saying that they are now going back and they are going to, I can't use that word. That's not politically correct. They are going to, uh, PC's they're going dead. to basically, no, it's a, it's a pretty bad word nowadays. Uh, <laughs> they are going to change their mind on 25% of people who have passed away over the past year that were falsely reported of dying uh, due to COVID-19. There's 25% that they're going to reclassify uh, their cause of death. So, yeah, you have a lot of uh, people that were classified as dying of COVID-19. So that, uh, but we'll I feel like I agree with that too. I feel like they did that to make the numbers look worse than they did. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that gives someone like you the ammunition to be like, see, they were lying all along. Where to me, I can't defend it, and I think it was wrong too. And I feel like people that reported those numbers, they should have known that they were going to be found out, and they were going to make people think that COVID was not as serious as it is. 
Well, there's no doubt that COVID is serious. But I, I think as things continuously unfold, I mean, we're even starting to see how, you know, chances are. I mean, I'm already, I was like 80 to 90% on the side that this was man-made. I'm, I'm at 100% now. I, I, Me I would, too. I, would Me too. Put, I would put my life. You could go, come and shoot me with a gun if I'm wrong tomorrow. But this was. Wait, have, you heard, have you heard the story? I heard. Of I can Joe send Rogan you the um, clip of uh, Ron uh, Ron Paul talking about the S splicing of the SARS virus on um, uh, what's her name show uh, the other day. How he was talking about how the doctors specifically show how the how they actually design this to be more uh, you know more hurtful towards humans. It's uh, I can see the clip. Like I heard this on Joe Rogan, so take it for a grain of salt, as you will. But, um, <laughs> Um, at Joe Rogan's podcast, he was talking to somebody and he said that apparently what the story is that he had heard, which I haven't seen this myself, so I can't comment, was that um, the Wuhan laboratory was working on ways to like make the viruses more deadly so that they knew how to fight off a more deadly virus. And he was saying that Obama found out they were doing that and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop fucking doing that shit. Stop creating viruses that are more deadly. Shut that research down. And then when Trump took over and there was less regulation, they were like, let's start these, let's start this uh, research back up again. And, and I, like I said, to, to government, to politicians, uh, and, and not just our government, folks, it's, it's like worldwide. Oh. It's all fun and games. It's all money that we pay our, you know, give to our government to spend on whatever the hell it is that they would like. And in essence, you know, uh, taxpayers all across this nation should be pretty pissed off because your, yours and my tax dollars went to help fund the killing of millions of people across the world. And that's, that's fact. I think I mean, that's we, disingenuous to say, though. How is that disingenuous? I mean, shouldn't uh, people be like, shouldn't that be like a wake up call to people to like pay attention to what the hell's going on and where their taxpayer dollars are going? Um, I mean, I think, I, I, just to finish my point, I think I think every American citizen that pays taxes should have a right to know what their their money's going towards. I mean, if and not, I would agree I with mean, you, but. While you're paying ask your taxes 80, and not knowing where it's ask, going, hell, give me some too. Ask 90% of taxpayers where their money is going. They say it's going to research uh, viruses in a Chinese lab. 90% of them are going to be like, okay, that sounds good. Like People aren't going to know what that means. Well, maybe after uh, what is happening, <clears throat> they'll uh, start wanting more information on what, what that means. I, I agree with you now, but okay. I think I think two years ago, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye towards that. Right. Um, well, I think like the point that that James is making about you know, you know, the taxpayer money, you know, be, being used to fund this lab, um, you know, you know, wh where where is the transparency? But I think what we're seeing is that they do not want transparency; they only want opacity. And another point I would probably raise about Dr. Fauci is that does anybody agree or disagree with the notion that that he's being made out to be this patsy that that they're that it's just a matter of time that they wind up throwing him under the bus no, no. he made himself out to be what he is i think and his his own his own culpability he 
you know. Stu Hoffman himself in that position. Yeah. He's had this job for well, 30 years. This is the first time he's ever been called out on it. Well, it's because he has been caught in the other way. So what I see Dr. Fauci going, uh, he, he, his, day, his days are numbered. Uh, and I think his last des- uh, move, uh, as far as desperation is concerned, is going to be to try to utilize the quote-unquote Trump card. Of, oh, it's all Trump's fault. This, uh, I was told to do this and told to do that. Uh, even though over the past year and a half or so, he's been saying, oh, nobody's been influenced anything I have to say. Uh, I think you know that's going to be his last-ditch effort. Uh, and, and like I said, I'm, I partially joke around when I put out on Twitter, hashtag waterboard Fauci. But if we want to know the real truth, I mean, that's something that I think we should consider. But, but James, James, do you understand what happens? Put electric clamps on his nipples. <laughs> when you put out hashtag waterboard Fauci, people that follow you and they, they realize that you're being satirical and making a joke. I hope Is so. that your picture, Brandon? But people that don't see people that don't know you and they uh, see that on see Twitter, it. they see someone get re- they see it get retweeted. They're like, All they look at that nipples. and they're like, look at the right. The right says Waterboy and Fauci. They're ridiculous. We need men to have three nipples. Really? Um, sorry. The uh, well, I mean, you have to take a look at the at the screen name as well, Brandon. I mean, it's slightly serious. that's tweeting it. So, but people don't. People don't look at that. They just see the tweet and they fault. retweet it, or they. That's they, not my. They, that's that's not my fault. That's you know, they're people are going to say whatever they want. Uh, if they want to say, you know, like I said, and I'm partially joking. I mean, at one point or another, uh, we need the fucking truth. We're the Americans are tired of just sitting back and just listen to all the bullshit come and. Oh, it's this. The it's what this. If. For the past year, year and a half, everyone's been told, oh, it's come from a bat. It's uh, dangerous. It's going to kill you. You can't use hydroxychloroquine. You can't do this. They, they've even disproved how we shut down schools all across America for no reason at all. Because in Dr. Fauci's emails, it says that people that were asymptomatic were not able to transmit the virus to anybody else. Yeah, we shut down school oh, for a year and a half. But what, what were we to told be, the how entire we, time? If you're asymptomatic, you can still pass it along. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying what was in his emails. I'm not the scientist. I'm just the, no, the uh, no, messenger. No, no, I know. I'm just saying what we're. How do we put a bridge to? How do we do bridge? How do we put a bridge across this divide? How do we make it so that by we cutting can, the bullshit, cutting the sidelines, and just go straight to the source and 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 be yeah. real with each other instead of beating around the bush? You know, That's say it like it is. Don't be afraid. I, and actually, but I feel like this is what this is, but we're only three, four, or five people. Right. But you think, you'd be surprised how much he reaches. Here, here's, here's, here's how, how we unite. Okay. It is about being able to have dialogues and not throwing each other uh, out, you know, under the bus or trying to personally attack one another over disagreements. At the end of the day, what the, is most important is what the truth is. I mean, if 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 the government, but if no one knows the truth, uh huh. Someone knows the truth, but if neither one of us know the truth, Brandon is vibrating. <laughs> he's a very Sorry, pop- he's a very po- popular guy. I I hope I really hope his cell phone is in his pocket. That, that's the best. Yeah, it was not on your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I was thinking about. I was on another. You know. I was just on another podcast show like like 
the other night, like last week or something like that. I think the podcast show is like Ron and Scott's show. And I told them about you and, and the business you work in. And the, and and you remember like about the time of those like vaping related deaths, um, you know, of like some kind of chemical that was put in those vape products. Um, they, they even brought up an interesting question of could could those have been like early COVID deaths and we didn't even know it, but I would imagine that would be a topic for another show or we could try to get them on your show and, and you could have a discussion with about it. Yeah, no, that's uh, we could definitely have a discussion. And but you know, you bring up another point as far as you know, well, what is the truth? You know, and Eric brings up a, a fantastic, another fantastic topic. He you always know, does. You you have prior to COVID, right? You had the government mm-hmm. with all of the, as I like to call them, all of the body parts people, which you know, uh, American Lung Association, the American Heart Association. I call them the the, American the body Cancer parts Society. people. Society. Yeah, all, all of those people, and uh, and, including, including uh, you know, R.J. Reynolds and all the other wonderful big tobacco companies has, trying to get the government to say how bad vaping is for people. Um, in just, you know, total campaign smear against the industry uh, to where, you know, there's studies in the U.K., which, you know, obviously they don't go by science here in the United States, so – Dismiss a good study that's in the UK that sa- states that vaping is a 95% less harmful product than actual combustible s- tobacco products. But you have them saying, oh, it's killing people. It's killing vaping is killing people. Yeah, vaping was killing people because people were, buy- were buying basically uh, THC cartridges off the street that were basically laced with vitamin E acetate. It had nothing to do with any of the uh, nicotine e liquid products. But it's, you know, you talk about lies and how do we know the truth? The truth is out there, but it's when you get the media involved uh, and basically just spewing all the bullshit coming out of government, because as you are well aware, who controls the government? The people with the biggest pockets, you know, the American Lung Association, the Heart Association, you got big tobacco. Think of that. Then you then you start getting all of these uh, school people, yeah, the the school districts, because unfortunately kids are starting to bring them in school. Um, but that is not, you know, you might be, you're you're right in being able to bring in the children into this and saying that children should not be vaping. Okay, I get, I I give them a, a that, and I, I agree with that because I got addicted to nicotine when I was twelve, and it's the worst addiction I've ever had. But to say to the American, you looked real cool when you were twelve, though. What, but what I was going to say is, when you suppress the truth to a product that could be of benefit to people around the world and improve their health, that's a crying shame. And the <laughs> root of it all is the evil of money. And you know, yeah, when I was twelve, I didn't do it because it was cool. Um, I don't know why I did it. Uh, probably because I shouldn't have been doing it. That's what kids normally do. They do shit that they shouldn't do. When your parents say you have to do something. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like my my mother, she smoked uh, ever since I I knew right. And even when I was younger, before I started smoking, you know, I was one of those kids that was in the car and she'd be driving and I couldn't fucking stand. And you know, I even even though I experienced that, I I still picked up a, a bad habit. Um, it's it's not a uh, it's it not like, a fun. Uh, can't beat him. Join him. <laughs> yeah. But you know, 
it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, like I always preach, uh, we have decisions that we we make throughout our lifetime, and we suffer the the consequences of them. And uh, you know, I think education is good. And if people don't uh, become educated and still make the wrong choice, you suffer the consequence. It's bottom line. I'm not saying that. The, and like I said, children should not be utilizing any type of uh, form of nicotine. So. Anywho, um, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but yes, the truth, uh, I think we got on where uh, it, the truth is of utmost importance, but when you have uh, the root of evil, aka called money, as the biggest influencer out there in society, are you really going to get the actual truth? That's, that's the question you have to ask yourself, and obviously, as you know, uh, when government just look at the, the whole vaping and how beneficial that is to current nicotine users of how much of a health benefit that could be to them. And uh, the government doesn't want the public to know that. They want to get rid of it all because it's all about money. They want to protect tobacco, big tobacco. They make hundreds of millions of dollars all across this country every single year off the sales of tobacco products. Just look up the master settlement agreement. And you'll, you'll find yourself why. And so where I'm going and linking these two is take hydroxychloroquine. If, if that was working, why, why would there be a reason to tell the public that, oh, that's bad? Can I piggyback off something you just said? Money. Yeah, go ahead, Brendan. You talked about uh, tobacco, nicotine, cigarette sales. Yes. Has any of that changed in the last four decades, depending on who was in the who was in office, whether it be Democrat or Republican? The only way it has uh, changed over the years uh, recently is basically as the vaping industry uh, came to market more and more. You saw a significant decrease of traditional tobacco products and uh, a huge increase in vaping. But has a Democrat or Republican president gone out? They play to our nature, the very nature of human beings. They play to that. They play to our ability to have vices and and and, and uh, get stuck on certain chemicals. Which is perfect to what my point was, if I could just say quickly. To me, the entire thing of Republican versus Democrat, it plays on us as being the un, uneducated masses that love to root for the red team or the blue team. And I feel like they're both working together and nothing changes. Yeah, you're they, right. they, they enjoy the fact that we go That's against right. each other because it distracts us. It distracts us from the fact that they're working together. Yeah, you're, you're hundred percent right. And to answer your question, uh, in my opinion, uh, it does not matter who, uh, who has basically been the majority in office, whether it be Republican or Democrat. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the protection of revenue for governments all across this country and to their donors. Uh, you know, you can only imagine how many hundreds of millions of dollars R.J. Reynolds and friends donate to many campaigns all across this country. We're going to take I our first like- out, right? Uh, and uh, we'll come right back. We'll get into a couple other topics and see. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, We'll see where the night takes us, but you're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Monday. 
You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right, welcome back. Um, I think we put that one uh, to, to rest. The, uh, uh, if I could, I just wanted to. Sorry, I, I don't mean to hijack your show. Yeah, what, uh, what else do you have for us, Brad? I was just, I wanted to elaborate on my last point because I know it didn't come off the way I meant it to. I just feel like both parties enjoy that we fight against each other publicly because it distracts both of us from what they're doing, what actually matters. Right. And I think, I think, uh, I think the majority of us would uh, agree with that statement. And, uh, you know, I've I've said it many times on our show that it is, uh, it has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It's has to do with government in general. Um, just be, I, I always, uh, suggest people be very, very cautious and thinking that no matter if they're Republican or Democrat, do they really have you at the, at their, you know, in their heart uh, when they're making decisions and stuff like that. So. Well, or, or, or some would probably like to say if, if they, if they spent more time, you know, working on, you know, finding solutions to solve, solve problems, plaguing everyday Americans and spent less time, you know, out on the golf course, playing golf and then you know we would be seeing a lot of progress you would i but we might as well just get off our soapbox on that yeah let's move off to to see uh, what uh, people uh, other uh industries are doing fight the COVID 19. it appears that uh the united airlines company is going to uh begin offering flight attendants extra vacation days uh, as long as they provide proof of themselves getting vaccinated. So yeah. congratulations uh, to all the extra paid off vacation days that you might be receiving. If you go, what is it? Uh, go get the, uh, I don't know. Somebody, uh, not, I know it's the vaccination, but somebody, oh, the poke, right? That's uh, the word that people. Oh, jab. Say. The jab. Yeah. If you get the jab. Yeah. So uh, sounds yeah, that good. The, the uh, Chicago-based airlines offering flight attendants who are vaccinated three additional days of vacation. That might not sound much, but it uh, continues on to show you, uh, basically, you know, you have governments, uh, state governments doing vaccine lotteries, uh, which I'm sad to report, by the way, that none of my employees were the winner of the San Diego uh, winner that came out of the first drawing. So we'll still be, although there's the bright side of that is we still have employees. <laughs> So anyways, um, you know, uh, like I said, you know, if, if a company wants to, uh, give extra days off, I mean, every company's do whatever you want, but at the end of the day, as we see more and more people trying to dangle shit above the heads of society, uh, people in society to go out and get it, especially when it is not been thoroughly examined via the FDA, only emergency use is only. Um, I don't know. Just be careful, I guess. Uh, talk to your doctors, and uh, you make the best decision for you and your family. Speaking a little bit about the vaccine and you know emergency authorized for emergency uses only, I, I kind of want to get it, uh, back on a little bit of a soapbox. And uh, you know, my, my favorite governor in, in the United States, California State uh- Governor, Governor Newsom, 
you know, he came out and said here in about eight days, June 15th, there'll be no color coding of anything throughout the entire state. No restrictions throughout the state. Everything's back open. No need for masks to go anywhere. No need to do this. No need to do that. But the one thing I noticed is even though he's not going to be abiding by any tier systems, he is still going to hold on to his emergency powers, executive powers. Anybody want to guess maybe why he wants to hold on to those emergency executive privileges? Possibly does something for the recall, maybe? What's that? Say that one more time. Possibly has something to do with a recall, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that too, Pert. You see, because under the emergency orders, you know, when this recall comes up, well, guess what? You won't necessarily have to go in to vote. You could mail in your ballot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and let's see. He's a uh, Democrat, right? He is. Isn't that convenient for him? Very, because for so some it, reason, every mail-in vote seems to be for Democrats. Is the emergency act different than the uh, uh, like uh, national emergency? Like you got an act, like a, like a law, or is it something that's like a decree? Or? Yeah, this is the Newsom emergency. Like the, yeah, it's a Newsom emergency. Oh, mail-in vote being for Democrats, do, do people fail to remember that Donald Trump told people Demon. not to vote by mail. Demon. Well, I, I just don't like getting back to the story. I don't like the fact that he's, you know, if if uh, if we're past COVID-19, which, you know, basically in effect, effectively what Gavin Newsom is saying, that it's business back to normal. Then you know what, Governor Newsom, uh, you need to get rid of your emergency powers. I mean. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If people can start walking in society without masks and you know businesses can be back open, what is the reason you need executive orders? You don't slightly. Need how many tyrants ever gave up their power mm. with without being killed to give it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying hey, hey before anybody says anything. No, Are I'm you? not saying to do that to Newsom. No, but I'm just <laughs> saying seriously. Think about it. how many tyrants has ever said. Or have ever said, yeah, you know what? Hey, I'm done. I'm going to go away. You guys just take this over now. Doesn't happen. It doesn't. I I just, I don't know. I am very worried, but we'll see what happens. I don't, I, I think we've bashed the governor enough on our show, but I just wanted to point that point out that uh, he's not releasing his executive order privileges, uh, you know, cause at, you know, at one point or another, he's going to need to hold on to something. That way he can enter the French laundry. Uh, let's see what else is going on. You guys bombarded me of stuff like uh, news and stuff like that. So I'm very overwhelmed. To, uh, Eric, well, go ahead and uh, talk about you. Well, and I, I know like three stories I sent you. Um, I'm going to probably put two of them in a nutshell. Um, the, the first nutshell story um, is, of course, the daughter-in-law of former President Donald Trump, you know, Lara Trump. She has said no to um, exploring running for the United States Senate in North Carolina next year um, to succeed the retiring Richard Burr. Um, but uh. and Donald Trump, and, but Donald Trump has already, you know, endorsed um, a very good candidate for for that election next year. Um, and then, of course, another story in a nutshell is, you know, also what I sent sent you on um, Twitter. Um, I'm pulling it up right now, um, Jen Psaki. You know, you know, is reported as t- 
talking about um, she wants to stop reporters turning the White House, you know, briefing room in, into a form of for propaganda, which I, and I think you and I are in agreement that I think it's too little too late for that. Yeah, I think uh, as soon as as soon as her boss leaves uh, the office of the presidency, I think then uh, the propaganda will be gone. But but I think a story I'm going to go ahead and touch on, um, you know, Yahoo News picked up a story from the Independent about Judge Judy shares the real reason her courtroom series ended after 25 years. All right. Um, and I'm pulling the story up right now. Um, you know, because um, as, as some of you may be aware, this, of course, was Judge Judy's 25th and final season. And we all know next year, Ellen will be ending after 19 seasons. Um, and we're still waiting word on what other shows are going to get renewed and canceled. Like if, if Wendy Williams is going to probably see like a two or three year renewal and we're going to be finding out eventually who is going to be the su- successor to Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. But I think the producers of, of Jeopardy need to choose wisely. That way the, that show doesn't, that doesn't go down the ratings tube. Well, it's uh, a lot of. Uh, it seems like a even, no matter if they're uh, you know a lot of them are liberal shows, but it seems like a, an awful lot of them have been getting canceled lately. Okay, the the story story reads: um, Judge Judy Shinlin has revealed the true reason her long running court series was canceled in March 2020. The television personality told the Ellen DeGeneres show that her time on the CBS show was drawing to a close after 25 years. At the time, Shinlin. 78 years old, said the network pulled the plug as bosses felt they had enough episodes to warrant simply repeating the show with, like, in syndication. However, in a tell-all interview, Shinlin has now suggested it was, you know, her decision to leave due to rising tensions with CBS, you know, because CBS Television Distribution, you know, uh, owns the distribution rights to her show. Um, You know, hang on, where to go? Um, darn it! Let, let me refresh it. But, but you know, and I know you because the, you know there were like the golden days, like when Judge Wapner hosts the People's Court, and then and Oprah had a good twenty-five season run, and Donahue ran for twenty-nine years, um, and then Sally Jesse ran for nineteen years. Um, according to Shineland, the relationship broke down due to her ownership of episodes, which the channel ultimately bought from her, a move that in turn prevented her from selling them to another network. She told the Wall Street Journal that she also felt disrespected by how CBS had treated Hot Bench, the courtroom show she created in 2014. You disrespected my creation, Shineland said, adding, and you were wrong not only in disrespecting my creation, but your gamble in what you put in its place. She continued, we had a nice marriage. It's going to be a Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. In response, CBS Media Ventures president, Steve Lukasi said, we have had an incredibly successful relationship with Judy over the last 25 years. It has been an honor representing her show. And just like there has never been another Oprah. There will never be another Judge Judy. Speaking in 2020, Shinlin said, CBS sort of felt, I think, that they wanted to optimally 
utilize the repeats of my program. What they decide to do is to sell a couple of years worth of reruns, but I'm not tired. So Judy Justice will be coming out a year later. Judy Justice will be shown on a different network. Judge Judy was most recently renewed in 2018 in a deal that reportedly paid Shineland $47 million a year. The final episode will will air on June 25th in, in the UK, which is seen on ITV2. But more than likely here in the United States and Canada, the, the show ended right before the Memorial Day break. Wow. And, and that's all for that story there. Um, well, I guess if anybody has any thoughts about Judge Judy. Well, I, I've watched a few episodes. It wasn't my, you know, my, my all-time favorite was the People's Court with Judge Wapner. I think he kicked some ass and mm-hmm. he just laid it how it was. I know a lot of people <laughs> out there really like how you know, uh, nuts uh, Judge Judy could be. Um, I don't know. I, I think just in general, I think, uh, you know, television shows, uh, they're losing they're losing their oomph. I think a lot of people, a lot of Americans at least, are starting to turn off the TV. Um, I mean, there's more important things like going out and peacefully protesting, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Oprah, yeah. Oprah left her show because she ran out of shit to give away. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think Oprah saw the handwriting on the wall when her show ended a decade ago. Um, and I've even like saw like videos and reports about Sally Jesse being canceled after 19 seasons back in 2002 because, I mean, you know, when her show was sold to NBC Universal, I, I, I watched a YouTube video of how, you know, she felt like, you know, you know, N- NBC really, you know, didn't understand. And they were putting in producers who did not believe like her. And, and she was like the kind of talk show that she wanted to delve into, like socially relevant topics like immigration and, you know, and Is that politics. kind of the same, Eric, as the Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien thing? No. Um, you know, and, and women's issues, but, but what, but we, but what we saw with Sally Jesse Raphael is she just became another one of those daytime talk shows where it was like, like the fist fights and the, the, the DNA paternity test, like you had with Jerry Springer and Mari Povich and, and Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake. I think we should bring back Jerry Springer. I mean, we're in a society <laughs> where that's what's going out on our streets right now. That's who we're- those are the people that are out on the streets protesting <laughs> people that used to be in his audience, I think. Well, and then you also have, you know, when, when OJ Simpson was a big name back in the mid nineties, um, um, I, I think, you know, 24 hour news right there really took off, you know, but that, but that was when CNN was probably like 15 years old and MS LSD and, and Fox news really hadn't been thought of. Yeah. I tell you one of my favorite jokes. Speaking of OJ Simpson, what's that? <laughs> oh boy, so Norm Macdonald. You guys who Norm Macdonald is the comedian, sir, not yes. live comedian and actor. Yes, yes. So he hosted the ESPY Awards, which is like the sports awards for ESPN, and it was right after OJ Simpson lost the uh, civil suit to um, his wife's father. I forget the name of the man. You guys still hear me? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. We're listening. I don't know the name. So of he, he lost a civil suit and he had to give his Heisman trophy up to the father of his ex-wife. So Norm MacDonald goes on stage for the SP Awards and he says, uh, so uh, Ron Woodson, Ron Woodson, 
you're the Heisman Trophy winner for this year. That's something that you should be proud of. Something you should take to your grave. Something you should be so proud of for the rest of your life. That's an award that no one should will ever be able to take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and the entire audience just goes oh, silent. Thank God. And he looks at the camera, he's like, ah, I knew no one would laugh at that. Oh, that's funny. Hey, slightly Herbie, uh, did you have, I have a, a story you wanted to bring up? I know you said uh, when uh, Eric was done. Oh, I did? You sure that oh. was me? Oh, maybe that was somebody else. I don't know. No, that was probably somebody else. No, I was saying, though, I, I've made it. I have a troll now. Congratulations. <laughs> All yeah. right. Perk, please troll tax. Make sure you, pay, make sure you send him his, uh, his return, please. My goodness. I have sent him a receipt, yeah. Yeah, that's important. Well, apparently uh, some other stuff was dug up on Hunter Biden's uh, laptop. And uh, the headline from the Washington Examiner is Hunter Biden played armchair therapist to stripper in a 14-minute recording on his laptop. And uh, a taped conversation between Hunter Biden and an unidentified stripper devolved into a therapy session where the president's son promoted stripping as a great career. In May of 2018 recording, Biden appeared to be an expert of sorts, saying he's been to, quote, almost every club on every continent except one and every country that I can think of from Cairo to China. The, stripper, the strippers he met along the way aren't proud of their jobs, but they should be because the, every woman has the, quote, ultimate toolkit. That's your uh, president's son saying that every female has the ultimate toolkit. I was going to say, isn't a stripper more of a therapist than the uh, the lap dancey? Uh, yeah, according to uh, Hunter, apparently not. Uh, the recording was contained in the laptop Biden allegedly abandoned at a Delaware computer repair shop, which fell into the hands of several allies of former President Donald Trump. The uh, It continues on. The, uh, the pair appeared to know each other well as Biden praised the woman for publicly acknowledging that she is a stripper and compared her to strip ter- stripper turned global rapper Cardi B. The quote, the bravery from you is extraordinary because almost no one came forward before you started to do this. Biden said, I've never met one that was like you. When you think about it, Cardi B didn't do what you did. The uh, woman mentioned that Cardi B had worked in a grocery store and lived with an abusive boyfriend before hitting it big. Then the following exchange occurred. Quote, why is that the choice society pushes on every woman to be a checkout girl at the A&P grocery store, Biden said. The stripper responded by saying, quote, how is that not so degrading? Biden then remarked that women working at a grocery store can't afford college, but if they were, quote, dancing with your clothes off for money for men all over the world, then college would be attainable. So the stripper said, save up, invest. Biden replied, or buy a Mercedes and live in an apartment by yourself and only take care of yourself. Who in the world can say to a woman that they cannot make a choice for a talent they have? But more than talent, it's something every woman has. It is the ultimate, and then the stripper said, toolkit. And then Biden replied, toolkit, and women use it whether they are at the checkout line or at the club. If they're at the checkout line and they're not getting anything in return from it, they're not using it for anything but their own survival, protection against an abusive man, protection against, the stripper replied, society. The women uh, bemoaned the fact that that being an exotic dancer is not exactly mainstream, but becoming more acceptable. Quote, you have people finally saying, oh, you're a stripper. That's cool. 
Maybe I should put strippers in my fashion show because they're real people too, she said. And they're pretty, and they look good in clothes too. Biden said he has told every exotic dancer he knows that they should respect themselves, be proud, and not hide their career choice from relatives or employers. So there you have it. Uh, you know the. Uh, I agree with that. That's nice. That's a nice thing to say to a stripper as you're shaking your hand on the way out after giving her $120. <laughs> but really, we're going to promote that every woman. Here's, here's $140. Thanks for the seven dances. Uh, don't be afraid to tell your parents what you do. Well, Brandon. Okay, so let's let's just have the president of our country get on stage and let every female let them know. You know what? You need to utilize your ultimate toolkit. Really? I mean, I'm not being a stripper is a horrible thing, but let's be honest with ourselves. I would say more than 50% of strippers out there, uh, their lives revolve around stripping, doing drugs, prostitution. I would disagree. You don't think more than 50%? That's a stereotype. I'm not saying all, but I think more than 50%. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's like 20%. Not that I know from experience. 20%, 20%, maybe in Canada, because it's socialized something. <laughs> maybe they got to do this. Not, not that I've ever been to a strip club. I, I don't even know where to find one. But Brandon, I have a question. From maybe like four out of five are just like decent people trying to make a living. But, living, in, living in Canada, I have to know, because it's a socialized country up there, right? Do the strippers have to share tips up there, or do they get to keep their own? <laughs> I am not attractive enough to ever get a job at a strip club, so. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Maybe you could find that out for us because, I mean, uh, you know, socialism. Everybody should be sharing equally, and not, you know, it's, God forbid you have to share with. I think you're confusing socialized medicine with socialism. Oh, that's right. You're just, you guys just have the socialized medicine. That's right. But anyways, um, I, I don't. Just agree. keeping you honest. Just keeping you honest. No, that's fair. I, I, I can take that. I take many other things. Um, I just don't think that. Speaking you know, of strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't discourage uh, you know females out there that want to be strippers and stuff like that. And you know, you do you. That's fine and dandy. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a very appropriate thing for uh, the son of uh, the president of the United States to be out there saying to women everywhere that you have the ultimate toolkit. You should be using it in the right way, especially from a piece of crap that snorts lines of coke and does other alleged horrible things with fe- females. Anywho. Uh, snorts Ovaltine? Is that what you said? Are you bringing up that P word? No, I thought, didn't you say they snort Ovaltine? Ovaltine. Unbelievable. The glass well, is round. I think BP needs flashing for round bringing team. that word up. Roundtine. Ovaries. Ay, ay, ay. What are we going to do with you guys? I do have some good news. There's, there are some good things happening in the state of California. Believe it or not. I doubt it. A judge has basically said that the assault weapons ban violates the Second Amendment here in California. So it looks like people continue to own their large capacity magazines in the state of California, although uh, obviously the governor is not – Happy with that decision, he says they'll be taking it to, you know, appealing that decision, and it'll continue to move its way towards the Supreme Court, which I'm sure that's where it will eventually happen. And then, for uh, the record, I'm a big Second Amendment guy, even though we disagree on some things. You're a big Second Amendment kind of guy. Absolutely. 
Okay, well, that's good. You should have anything you want in your house. As long as you keep it locked up, you should have the right to have any arms you want. Any. Is that any? Like, like. Okay. Right. If you want to lock a rocket launcher in your basement, then power to you. What about using your rocket launcher, though? <laughs> That's for the course to determine the reason why you used it. And if you felt threatened enough that you had to use it or whatever, that's none of my business, but you should be able to have it. That's fair, I guess. Um, last story that I have. You packed a record oh 1.1 trillion transistors into People this chip. People love talking and trying to get their commercials on our show. And anyways, um, Fox News uh, headline, uh, foxbusiness.com. U.S. investigators recovered the majority of ransom colonial pipeline paid to the hackers. Department of Justice announced on Monday that investigators were able to recover most of the ransom paid to the hackers who interrupted operations at the Colonial Pipeline last month. The DOJ's recovery effort was carried out alongside the FBI and Colonial Pipeline and began shortly after the ransom was paid to the Dark Side Criminal Enterprise Group, which is believed to have connections to Russia. Uh, the seizure announced on Monday was conducted by a recently launched ransomware and digital extortion task force, which was able to track big, down Bitcoin transactions. Wait a minute. Uh, Pert, I thought Bitcoin, like, isn't it supposed to be, like, anonymous? Like, you can't track shit? What happened to that? That that was my I mean, point that's on that. The number that's one reason why the, people utilize cryptocurrency, I thought. Exactly. Not as safe and non-traceable as everybody puts out there, is it? What the hell? Oh, my God. They're going to be able to track down all kinds of things. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah, everyone was all about uh, trading cryptocurrency because it's great to launder, you know, launder money and such. But apparently, that's probably not the if case. It's on, if it's on the web, it's obtainable. Period. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, iCloud is secure. No, it's not. You know, There's Google, whatever they call, it, is secure. Dropbox, none of it is secure to the point that no one can get in. And money is the worst one if, that for anyone to think is secure. Bless, bless you, there, honeybee. Um, yes, I, I agree. Uh, nothing is secure, no matter what they say. Like there's apps that are on your phone that say that, oh yeah, nobody can see this. It's totally encrypted. Yeah. Bullshit. You're just saying that just to get people to subscribe and download your shit. Uh, just like there's apps like they're like, uh, what is it? Signal, I guess, you know, everybody says, oh, it's encrypted messaging. Nobody can see what you say or text or say, yeah. If my phone allegedly can pick up what the fuck I say in it when I'm not even on a phone call, trust nothing. I mean, the only thing I trust to keep hidden away is a safe that I put a digital code in. Well, not digital code, but you know, you punch in the little numbers to get in and out. Exactly. Uh, but don't don't be trusting anything. Uh, anything that has to do with a computer or anything, um, if people want it, they're going to find a way to get it. But anyway. Like you talked about your phone, you know, not even having to be on it. There's times when Honeybee was talking to our daughter and right after she gets done talking to her in, in the room, not on the phone, all of a sudden a coupon pops up for whatever they're talking about, whether it's food or a hard item or something. That's amazing. And, and, and I don't know, I, I haven't seen it. Maybe I haven't paid attention to it. You know, I've heard that many people talk about how you can be talking about, I don't know, sex. Let's say we're talking about sex toys. And I'm only saying that to see if my phone, you know, starts showing me you know, sales on sex toys here in an hour, but um, that's very scary to think that, uh, that your phone can actually hear what you're saying without, you know, utilizing it, like being on a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'll say allegedly because I don't know if it's really has it even been proven. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who've wrote written articles about it. Yeah, but. well, if you go and listen to uh, Snowden on one of the interviews he does, it's on YouTube. I watched it, and he talks about all the cell phones and the technology that's in there. Any comments on that? That they do listen to you, and it does pick that up, and that does happen. The Joe Rogan one. It, okay, yeah, I think you're right, Brandon. It was Joe Rogan. Wow. Well, I guess I should uh, count my blessings that I haven't that, that suits haven't shown up at my door then. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will. Uh, I will. I'll say the. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But the. Uh, I think we dropped the same thing. The Joe Rogan interview with uh, Snowden. He's in like a black background somewhere yep. hidden away in Russia. Yep. I didn't expect him to go as in depth as he did. And they talked for like three hours and he went in depth of like everything. Like, this is why I got kicked out of the country. This is why I had to flee. This is what they're doing. This is why we don't know about it. This is what they're going to do behind your back. This is what's happening in the next 10 years. And it blew my mind. Well, I, I, I look at Snowden as, uh, He's a, I put him in the hero category, to be honest with you. Um, I was really hoping Trump would give him too. a pardon because he kind of falls in Trump's category of watching out for the American people and not playing along with the political, uh, pol- you know, the politics in the political arena. Yeah, but I think Trump is in the political arena when he was, and that's why he didn't give him a pardon because he knew the backlash that was going to come from his supporters. Mm, and I don't think he was. I don't think he cared about the politics itself. He cared about America and the people in America. He could care less about Republican or this or that or anything. He but, just happened to find a Republican ticket uh, to be one that would accept him and let him run under it, I believe. But do you think... Can, uh, I, ask you, can I ask you if he runs as, as an independent in 2024, do you think he wins? Yes. Because I, th- I think he does. Yeah. If Trump ran as a Democrat, he would win. Did you see this interview that he said? Right now against Biden and win. He did an interview 20 years ago or so where he said that if he was ever going to run for president, he'd run as a Republican because the Republicans are dumb and they just vote for whatever. I, I don't think he I, – I think the reason he picked the Republican Party is because the values of the Republican Party uh, more align with his views. I don't mm-hmm. think – I think he made his views aligned with the Republican Party. I don't think that – I don't know. He's always, I mean, I, I pretty much when he was speaking during his presidency and campaigning and stuff, that's the kind of stuff I heard him talking about in personal life though. Maybe not as in depth. So I, to me, he didn't change his tune any once the political arena got around him. He just seemed like the same guy. But going back to Snowden, because I did want to comment on that. I really think, and you know, you may disagree with me on that, but I really think the reason he did not pardon Snowden, um, a part of me believes that he did not do that because by doing so could ruin the reputation that Snowden would have. Me- me- meaning saying, oh, well, oh, he's uh, one of Trump's boys. So we, we must hate him. Uh, and I think another thing people have to understand about how the pardon process works. Um, um, he had... Snowden would have to be tried and convicted of a crime against this country. And um, I apologize for the background noise. Um, you know, and, and, and Snowden would have had to, ad, ad, you know, admit, admit guilt and, and wrongdoing to what he had done in order to determine whether, you know, President Trump would have given him a presidential pardon. 
And same could be they said about just, Julian Assange. They can't do it just on charges, Eric? The pardon? You know, the, you, you, know you can't be, be pardoned if, per se, that even if um, you hadn't been formally charged with the crime, but, but I would imagine it's probably been known to happen in, in, at different times yeah. in our nation's history. Because one thing the Democrats were so concerned with was that he was going to give him and his family a well a pre pardon for any crimes that he might be, you know, held accountable or tried to be convicted of. So if that's the case, then why were the Democrats even worried? But then again, they're Democrats, so why should I even question it? You're you're going to have double standards in politics like that, no matter what. Well, apparently, after uh, you know, they tracked down this. Uh, you know, they got back their Bitcoins. About 63.7 Bitcoins have been recovered, which at the time was about $2.3 million. Um, but that's probably like worth a million dollars now because Bitcoin, as of a few hours ago, was all the way down to like $33,000 a coin. Now is a great time, a great time to take advantage of an opportunity to get into some crypto because it's like 45% down from what it was about a month ago. So slightly, when they say, because the article headline said they recovered most of the money, and then as I read it, it said $2.3 million. Well, they paid $5 million. I'm thinking, how's that most of the money? So is that where that's coming into play, is the decline of the, the value? Yeah, I think that's uh, a, part, a part of it. They said that okay. they originally gave about $4.4 million in crypto to them. Okay. Uh, now, now it says, it doesn't say that it was all uh, Bitcoin, though. Uh, it just says about $4.4 million in cryptocurrency, which could be many different coins. So, that's true. Uh, the company paid about 75 Bitcoins in ransom, though. Uh, so that's you where you're... You packed a record 1.1 trillion yeah, transactions. That's a record. Uh, so 63.7 uh, out of 75 have been recovered, which is a pretty large majority. Uh, they also said that uh, that officials said that cooperating with law enforcement will increase the chances that ransom money paid to criminals is recovered, but they could not guarantee that efforts would be successful in every instance. I mean, they shouldn't have given into these assholes in the first place, but right. And the thing is, those people are the ones that are able to hack into secure, okay, government computer systems. Uh, network, not network, I don't want to try and say infrastructure like the pipeline and, you know, maybe electrical grid and everything else. Mm -hmm. Don't you think they probably have the best chance of keeping that cryptocurrency secure? You would think they would. And if, yeah, and if, and if, and if they can go after and recover it from them, you know, how does that make me and you feel if we have cryptocurrency somewhere in a, what do you call it, electronic wallet or whatever you call it? Yeah. And, oh, you, you in one of those wallets where I gave my keys away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, here here they're getting it from people who are probably going to be the best at keeping it hidden and secure, and they lost it. So I, I just don't feel too safe with that. Well, here's the other thing I'll throw at you. Who's to say, how easy would it be for them just to hack into it again? That's true. <laughs> I mean, what's stopping them? I mean, if you're going to take their money back, you don't think they're going to come back and uh, do it again? What have you done? What is the government? What have these people done to make the uh, systems more secure? I don't know. At the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, I guess conspirator in me, I guess. Who knows what the truth really is? I mean, you know, maybe, right. maybe, maybe Hunter Biden is uh, behind the, the hacking so he could receive more millions of dollars. We don't know. Wouldn't that be a joke and a half? 
at the end of well, the day, it's all about money, folks. It's sad, but it's true. It's based in Russia. Maybe it's Snowden. Who knows? It could be. You never Revenge. know. Revenge. Yeah. I doubt. I'm just. No, I know. But that's the, the whole thing. We don't know the truth. So there could be a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different ideas. And uh, I don't know. But I do know one thing. We're a little bit late. Well, no, 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 no tea with me. Me's uh, probably d- doing shots. We're going to take a quick little time out. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to The Slightly Serious Show. They're good. They're very funny. They're hilarious. They just be whoever they want to be. It's just really funny. If you enjoy it, please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and share it with all of your friends and family. If you don't like us, then share it with someone who isn't so damn sensitive. Um, Let's not be giving me any ideas now, Pertly. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, I, I had a video for her. Where's it at? I was bringing it up. Jeez. This is the checkers game. No, not the checkers game. Don't you guys love advertisements these days? They even advertise checkers. Um, here we go. This is for our good friend. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. get ready to get drunk up. Let's do it. We love patrol. Who listens to that shit? I guess somebody, someone's making that sounds like an crazy lady listens to it. Look at the chat. (laughs) That's raping of the near. That's for sure. That, but you know, you have to be careful how you say that, uh, producer Eric, because that could be considered racist. That's uh, very. It's a we're in we're in very touchy feely times in society. It's uh, you have to be. You have to watch every, you know, dot every I, cross every T. Mind your P's and Q's. Oh, yeah. Mind your P's and Q's. Just don't use the P word. Sarmenti says, fuck it. Say it anyways. (gasps) Sarmenti. Sarmenti. How dare you, young man? I don't think he's visiting from a church show. There. Take that. You have to apologize. Anyways, um, I guess we'll get into my, uh, you know, I'm dealing with a, an, an injury this, uh, this evening. Over the past couple of days, I had to go to my favorite store that has just one employee for like 4,000 square, you know, probably 10,000 square feet of retail space, aka CVS, because I needed to get a brace for my arm. And uh, if you can tell, well, for those of you watching on the video platform, you can probably tell which arm, based on my hands, is affected right now. Is my left arm is uh, very swollen, and uh, whenever I, I even make a fist, it's like shooting pain up to my elbow. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's, it's really horrible. So I had to take my ring off because if I left it on, I probably would never get it back off because that's how bad my, my arm is swelling. And, so you probably had to like put your ring like on a necklace or a keychain. Oh no, we put them in the safe. It's the only secure place I know it'll be safe. Isn't a safe, right? Too much salt diet. <laughs> no, I mean that in, you really did. No, is not enough injury. salt in the diet. No, it's salt pertwee is not going to make my elbow uh, have shooting pain. I don't think. I know some people maybe. it causes the swell and causes pain in the joints. Really? I, well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, you know, and plus you, you do have high blood pressure and won't get it taken care of. So who knows? Or gout? I don't know. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy on the gout thing. Uh, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> and I, hey, I have taken care of the blood pressure. You issue. have? Good. I, yeah, I have, I have blood pressure medication over in the uh, medicine cabinet. I was th- yeah, in the safe, I thought you were going to say. I was going to say, yeah, well, you're not taking as, that. Well, I might as well be because I never take it. Oh. So. <laughs> well, you know, Honeybee, bo- I shouldn't say bothered, but was on me for a while about blood pressure. And I finally went and got it checked. And the reason was I could be walking around the mall and I would have these moments where I was just dazed and like I knew where I was, but I didn't feel like I was there. And I went and got my blood pressure checked. And it was like one point away from where they say you got to go to the emergency room. Oh so I just put me on some blood pressure medicine. I take it and it's fine now. But yeah, you got to be careful with that. I have like, uh, what, metformin and I, I think like two or three other ones. I don't know. I haven't needed, I haven't, I've had it for about a year. I haven't needed any refills yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you will if you don't take it. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm hanging in there. But uh, if it continues, right. I might have to go uh, see a doctor. I, you know, I don't like going to the doctor very often. You didn't fall or anything, did you? Not that I know of. I mean, uh, Big Sexy might have like kicked me out of bed or something, and I didn't realize. Well, my, my next question well, was you, you twisted your arm a, a cooking supply uh, utensil or something. No, he didn't smack me with any uh, kitchen Literally. Supplies. Yeah. <laughs> Literally twisting your arm for the newest uh, cooking wear. No, he's, he's got free reign on that. And uh, by, oh, my God, speaking of cooking and all that, we, uh, the, the chili lime flavor that we, oh, my God, is. Oh, yeah? So good, and I love lime. Oh, you'll love this one. Uh, we did. We've done about. We we've uh, got two for sure already in the book. Uh, not making any changes to it. Uh, we have a ginger sesame that we're working on. That would be about eighty percent there, I think. Um, we have a uh, the next one we're working on is a sweet and sour. But uh, the chili lime is whole. If you like the the samples that you have uh, recently received. The original is really good, but this chili lime is amazing as well. Uh, we did we did file for uh, we did file for our uh, company and all that, so that's already done. So very excited about that. Uh, things are moving in the the right direction, so that's good. Uh, only cra- the only crazy lady says that. Uh, what did she say? Not all heart attacks are huge, and every time you have a heart attack, your heart is damaged. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like wondering maybe if I had a stroke and didn't realize it, but I don't know. If I, I'll find out if I need to, I guess. That's the way I look at it. But I should be okay. Don't worry about Don't get all concerned and all that. Everything's going to be fine. I promise. Anyways, I, I think it was, uh, I, I think a lot of it had to do with all the beans that were tossed, uh, you know, the last week. I mean, we had uh, piles upon piles of beans being flipped around, so. Hurt your arm catching them all, huh? I'm telling you, it uh, landed us in the top 20 for over on pod beans, so that's uh, fantastic news. Well, we have less than 30,000, you know, points left to get you over the 300,000, Mark. I know thir- 300,000 engagement points. Uh, yesterday, I think uh, I posted on the Twitter Twitter. Uh, we've had over 20,000 live listeners. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so congratulations to all of you that put up with uh, everything I have to say each and every night. Yeah. That's really, uh, really, uh, really commendable. I'm telling you now, if, even if you only take 5% of what I say every, each and every single night, you're you're well off more than ninety nine percent of Americans. So, 
you know, there you go. You, you'll learn a little bit of something new. Uh, you probably have learned by now not to come to California. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk to you guys about is another thing I was thinking about the other day. Now, the latest statistics that I've seen is that we get a, we have approximately 3.8 million 3.8 million um, people that come over, immigrants, legally, that come over legally, that are, uh, you know, uh, come from a, a, a black background. So I was thinking to myself, if America is so racist, why are immigrants continuing to come here if we're that racist against black people? I mean, if you let's 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 turn it a, a different way. If we were thinking of going to Iraq, say we all wanted to move to Iraq, right? And I'm I'm specifically saying Eric Pertwee and myself, and we knew that they hated white people. Would you still immigrate there? I mean, if I they were think so. it's white people, I wouldn't yeah. immigrate to that part of the country because of all the. The, the turmoil and conflict that's going on in that part of the world. Okay, 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 hold on. Apparently, we're going to have to change the country just so we can pr- get the point across. <laughs> okay. Uh, Belize. Let's say we, uh, we were wanted to immigrate to Belize, but we knew that people in the uh, country of Belize were racist against white people. Would you move there? That's for you, Eric. Yeah, Eric. Depends. <laughs> it, even if they had uh, pecan trees and, and peach trees, would you would you move there? And, but they and, didn't like white and, people. And they had uh, running twenty four hour daytime soaps. Oh, and taco taco places mm-hmm. with trivia. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've, I've oftentimes heard like um, like like Sweden is a nice place to live. Um, that wasn't lives an option, in, the, Eric. in the north, and <laughs> Milk Dog lives close to Sweden to, to Eric, Stockholm. You know what Sweden has? Tons of What's white that? people. Tons of white people. <laughs> so it doesn't count. Yeah, they're not racist against white people. <laughs> you know, uh, you see many tweets that come across on Twitter and are no on TikTok. You know how they say, "Tell me you're this without telling me you're this." No, I don't. Tell me how you <laughs> tell, tell me how you feel when you're trying to get a, a point across and people aren't cooperating. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure you all put two and two together. And uh, I don't know. It's just a weird thing I was thinking about the other day. How, you know, there's that many people immigrating here, yet, you know, we're supposedly a racist country. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, everybody's racist. Anybody to get their have ass any random thoughts or conjectures or things you'd like to throw out? If anybody has any questions for me, uh, I'll take some personal questions if you have any uh, questions about me, my. And, you know, I don't know any my thoughts on any topic that you would like to hear me talk about. You're more welcome to call in and ask or put it in the chat. Um, Do you I, shave your back hair slightly? I don't have any back hair actually to shave. It's it's nice and smooth. You lucky. Yeah, I don't have that hairy back. If I had a hairy back, I think I would get it waxed. Even though. Just pulling out nose hairs is like that's like the worst <laughs> pain ever. 
there's got to be an easier way to get nose hairs out. I, I'm telling you. Especially the ones that are like right on the corner, right? Right on the oh, fringe. Oh, that's like the worst pain ever. That's, mm-hmm. that's worse than popping a zit on your face. Um, the total, the not the total crazy lady. The only crazy lady says, I had a really good idea earlier today. And then? And then? And then it, did it escape your mind or what? I guess she must be typing it. Yeah, you're more welcome to uh, call in as well, crazy lady. We, uh, Especially we, in the last nine minutes of the show. We, we always uh, accept messages and calls from crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is going I was on, just, lady? <laughs> yes, go ahead, Kurt. I was just looking at Sarmenti's comment and Eric's correction. <laughs> I was just laughing about it. Um, uh, that was a, like a spelling and grammatical error. <laughs> uh, oh, it, hey, crazy. How's it going, crazy? You're muted. I think uh, Crazy's still... No, no, she's back. I think they were a good idea. And can you hear me now? Oh, I hear yep. you now. I thought you were still thinking okay. about your idea earlier. What was your idea No, no, no. This afternoon? It wasn't my idea. I heard this idea earlier in a Commons podcast earlier today. Okay. On how, on like how to save you know, our asses because you know, our, our economy is going to fall. Um, instead of sending like all that foreign aid to other countries, right? For just one year, yeah. Take that aid, and then use it on us. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, this culture. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you in there when he, when? He, yeah, uh, I was, was in like, there. That's a good idea. Well, what do you it think? Was about, what about what? What do you think about the idea that I had? Instead of spending uh, upwards of sixty million dollars on illegal migrants that come into our country every week they spend 60 million dollars why don't we right. use that, uh, towards the people of the united states yeah you know slightly it's not going to save us it's not going to make a the, dent wait a minute Hold on. wait wait let me finish anything it. really let's see 60 million dollars every week multiply that by six weeks so in a month and a half okay mm-hmm. that is enough money to give every american one million dollars mm-hmm that you don't think that would help? It would crash our economy faster because everything would just you know get inflated up. Yeah, but, but it's already going to be inflated. Go ahead, Doug. You, know you know what's worse? Nothing's going to save us. Giving a foreign country aid to do whatever in that foreign country. What's worse than that is spending money in your own country on foreigners that just does nothing but create issues. And I'm talking about issues right. from housing, issues about more taxes for people that have to supply all that yeah. issues as far as taking jobs that are already in short demand or short supply in wow. certain areas. And, you know, we're paying, we're basically, we're all of that. I know that's what I'm ourselves. saying. We need to take, we need to stop spending it on everybody else's dumb asses. No, no, what I'm saying is, yeah, you're, 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 you're right. Spending on other people's asses, but I'm saying we're spending on other people's asses in our own damn country. That's worse than sending the money over to, Afghanistan to, to rebuild their roads or Iraq to rebuild their oh, whatever, yeah. you know? It's all crap. That's, that's what I can come up with without, you know, getting in trouble. Crap's a clean word. <laughs> no, Never I, thought you'd hear of crap is clean though, right, Slater? Crap is, yeah. Right? Well, depends if you're using a, a smart toilet or not. And we talked about that last week. Because <laughs> your smart toilet can analyze your crap. Literally. Are you serious there? Yeah, I heard that. I was like, there's no way there's smart toilets. And so I looked it up. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, there are. I don't, I don't, own um, I just own What st- would John D. Crapper think about that one? 
<laughs> or, better on the um, toilet for anybody who knows. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I would want a smart toilet detecting detecting blood in in you know you know being expelled from my body and because I wouldn't want a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, Eric, you get a printout that says your beef was undercooked today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you uh, – thanks for calling in, Crazy. I appreciate you uh, chiming in, and uh, you're always more than welcome to call in to the show. Um, I guess, you know, we didn't go over it, but Kamala is, uh, I don't know, in Central America today, I guess. I guess she was flabbing her she lips. She's running uh, from her problems. About, I think she was more or less focusing on, on women over in that country. Um, don't really have exactly what her words were, but tomorrow she's supposed to be, be over in uh, Mexico. So we have that to look forward to. I don't know. Maybe she'll try to speak some Spanish. I don't know. Yeah, but did you hear what the Guatemalan president did? No. What did he do? He got on to her and Biden for their policies creating the immigration issue. As, as the border, he should. As crisis. he should. As exactly. He I thought that was hilarious. Well, we'll have to follow up because, like I said, I was late to the show tonight, so I really didn't uh, – I know she spoke – what in the afternoon time or something like that? So I wasn't yeah. to everything. And I saw, I saw a mention somewhere where she told people, "Do not come to the border; we won't let you in." So now they're telling people not to come. Well, there's also there's also a Facebook uh, a group on Facebook. You know, Fascist Book is promoting. I mean, there's like groups that are advertising that they'll get you across the border on Facebook. So we'll we'll, we'll uncover all that tomorrow. Happen. I know that was uh, another mm-hmm. thing that I had seen, but uh, you know they'll 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 bash you for talking about COVID nineteen, but at at the same time uh, they'll allow you to advertise you know illegally entering another country. Speaking of social socialism media or social media, um, I just saw the headline. I didn't even bother reading the story, but it was about the the Twitter guy said that it's everyone's human right to have a Twitter account. I'm thinking really, but you delete them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even Twitter was uh, saying how. I, what country was it? They were, that is getting rid of Twitter or something like that. And Twitter's like probably hey, Iran, I would suspect. I don't know, but it, it, but Twitter was all butthurt, like, hey, that's not right. You sh- everyone should be allowed to have uh, Twitter. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> ah! As long as we agree with you. As long as we agree with what you say, right? Yeah. Ah. Well, uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> time for everyone's favorite Mexican word of the day. Yay! I know you guys are all excited. I am. Even the kids are. <laughs> so today's, ladies and gentlemen, today's Mexican word of the day. As each and every single night you come in, you get to learn something. Slightly likes to, you know. It's all about learning. So, and with the amount of immigrants entering our country, it's important to learn some Spanish. So, today's word of the day is essay. You know, like those things you write in school. Used in a sentence properly, why? Oh, wait, I better not use that one. <laughs> that might be sexist. That's a little sexist. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that to you guys in the private. <laughs> it was pretty good, though. Oh my goodness! That's I, I yeah next. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, now you have to search for a backup. Unbelievable! Yeah, pull the Bill O'Reilly like Sarmenti said. Just do it. Do it live. Just do it. Yeah, it's or, um, pretty, pretty racy though. 
But anyways, today's Mexican word of the day is chicken finger. My <laughs> my wife says she don't need me because she can finger herself. <laughs> anyways, and and that was better than the first one that you had. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We're going to hell in a handbasket. But before we do, what do we got to look forward to, Bruiser Eric? Well, I think um, of the Podbean live shows, I know that, you know, Lingalonga is doing a show right about now because I saw where he went live. Um, then, um, and then, the, you know, of like the Podbean shows coming up, but besides the old man and John DeVito and, and, and our show coming back tomorrow, of course, as always. Um, be on the lookout for on Wednesdays and Friday afternoons, the Frankie D show, formerly known as Frankie D's crib. If you're interested in listening to, um, you know, a young, you know, you know, guy aspiring for a career in radio. And also on Mondays and Fridays on Podbean, you've got mysteries of the paranormal with, um, with David and Rowan filtered. Um, like if you're into, um, UFO, and alien conspiracies as well as government conspiracies and and things that are like paranormal and stuff that that's a good show and and on Saturday evenings you've got the it's doomsday podcast with impromptu shows at other times and um, among many great pop pod being fr- friends to be on the lookout for all right well i appreciate that producer erica thank you for joining us tonight we'll get back to our regularly scheduled uh, time tomorrow night i hope everyone has a wonderful yeah. work of your evening honeybee i hope uh, you're still continuing to get better and all that good stuff so just thought i'd throw that out there well and uh, of course shout out to jeremy um we, we may see impromptu shows of comes this culture but hopefully he'll be back on a regular schedule or he'll probably come back with more information on if he's moving his show to an- another platform all right. Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep uh, update on what he's going to do with that. But uh, we'll see you all back here tomorrow night at nine thirty Eastern time. Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we'll see you manana. Good, Good night, night, everybody. Love you and God bless you. And talk to see you. See Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail dot com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show. Thanks for listening.